Good morning. Good morning. Um, I'm Charlie, and I use a he or they pronouns. And um, this week, um, I'm visiting with my partner Sarah and our son Loka. We're visiting Brooklyn, uh, looking for apartments. <coughs> and we plan to move here in June. And we've been we've been remotely involved with Brooklyn Zen Center, and we're looking very much looking forward to being here. And it's been wonderful to be in this space. And I just I feel really welcomed. And it's also just really touching to um, yeah, be here in person. And this is a beautiful place to sit. It's really, it's great. Um, so what I wanted to talk about this morning um, is uh, you know, what uh, opens and cultivates connection and healing. Um, or what actualizes liberation. What is the way of living fully into true nature? And uh, one <clears throat> big challenge is to feel, uh, to fully feel. And so I often find what's hard is how I don't want to feel um, and all the ways I've learned to avoid feeling. And um, you know, feeling, uh, feeling what? You know, feeling um, just the fullness of what's here. You know, uh, suffering, pain, uh, grasping, holding, uh, places of uh, tightness or uh, closed-off points. However, you know, we may have been impacted by the, uh, the subway shooting. You know, how is that sitting with us? Um, where do I not feel okay? Uh, where do I feel small or reduced or insecure? And so feeling through, you know, feeling through the pain, through fear, through anxiety. So uh, real connection is uh, grounded in this open, uh, not turning away. Arriving here. And you know, tending, tending to you know our experience right here. And you know, there's patterns of grasping, patterns of holding. And 
and uh, these are patterns of uh, disconnection or uh, separate being. And I've been shaped. Uh, I've been shaped by um, patterns of suffering, patterns of disconnection. And once shaped, then I hold those in place. And so part of this feeling work is this uh, taking responsibility you know, for my holding, my grasping, and bringing light, bringing awareness to this. And this is a gateway of liberation, a process of healing. I, I don't realize freedom um, apart from uh, this being right here, this person who's been shaped in the ways I've been shaped by, you know, enactments of connection and disconnection, you know, relationality and isolation, help and harm. And so this um, this underlying hurt, rooted in separation or disconnection, uh, healing is happening through <coughs> coming into relationship. You know, a process of connection, a process of integration. I see this this feeling as um, unconditional love. I came across a quote from Lamarad Owens, um, and he said, uh, "I understand conditional love to be violence." And he talks about how we become comfortable with conditional love. Uh, because it's what we know. And he also said, unconditional love uh, invites us to be expansive. And he notes how this can hurt. It could be like um, opening the door to a, a room that's um, been closed for a long time. And so we open this door, and you know, we find out the, that you know there's a reason why that door was closed. <laughs> so I stay in isolation or disconnection until I'm ready to pass through uh, this pain. My uh, deepest places of uh, grasping, tightness. And so it's, uh, we're really, um, we really look into uh, the quality of presence in our sitting. So I, I can have an intention to feel, but that intention can have some grasping, can get into that. Um, 
sometimes, you know, it's a process of letting go, but sometimes if we have um, an attention to let go can have um, bypassing in it. Um, where the letting go becomes like, well, I just, I just like to lift off of this. <laughs> and so I, um, I feel like I feel like having a question, having an inquiry, you know, about bypassing, almost all the time is is really a good thing. It's like a good friend. And you know. To, there's a, a trusting in just the feeling and just awareness that everything I need to know um, is in that actually the wisdom is in the just feeling I don't need to add it on top And also, you know, in this kind of feeling, in this process of intimacy, uh, carefully attending it, is there some subtle pushing or pulling? You know? and, and feeling that, getting in touch with that. Uh, somewhere, I think I heard a, a Zen phrase, uh, release 10,000 years. So release ancient holding, ancient entanglement, thousands of years of karma, of familial and cultural conditioning, actions, shaping beings, shaping actions, shaping beings. Um, we have this, in Buddhist teaching, there's the wheel of dependent arising, of uh, delusion, conditioning, experience, conditioning reactivity, conditioning unskillful interactions, conditioning more delusion. And this is happening, you know, within, this is happening between. And also within and across, you know, generations, myriad generations. So many long histories, you know, landing in each moment. Suffering gets passed down, and stuck places or ways of grasping get passed down. In uh, the course being offered right now through Brooklyn Zen Center, the Bodhisattva Path of Liberation, uh, Racial Suffering and Collective Transformation, um, there was a reading from James Baldwin, and um, here's a quote from that. Uh, For history, as nearly no one seems to know, is not merely something to be read, and it does not refer merely or even principally to the past. On the contrary, the great force of history comes from the fact that we carry it within us are unconsciously controlled by it in many ways. And history is literally present in all that we do. 
It could scarcely be otherwise, since it is history that we owe our frames of reference, our identities, and our aspirations. So this, there's this healing work, this feeling work, and we're healing uh, 10,000 years, transforming 10,000 years. So unfolding connection, and, you know, relationality, and liberation, you know, working through all this relational suffering that you know, shaped my isolation, shaped my disconnection, and my individualism. holding uh, becomes unconscious, uh, the path to release is through awareness, through feeling, getting in touch with the holding, and as long as it's unconscious, I'm subject to it. You know, the defensive systems that I'm not aware of become a kind of prison for me. I live inside of them. And my life can feel kind of small in these defensive postures. And so, um, <clears throat> detrust in this kind of feeling work, in presence, you know, grasping and holding can release. I had a, a dream where I was um, in the passenger seat of a car. And um, there was a man driving the car. He felt kind of like a tight, rigid man. And in the dream I asked, with a kind of innocent hope, if I could um, put on uh, some music by the Volcano Sons. And the Volcano Sons were a band I liked in college. 35 years ago. <laughs> and man, and I haven't really listened to them since, I, so that's the mystery of dream. <laughs> um, but um, the, the, man, the man in the driver's seat just uh, kind of sternly nodded his head and just said, no. And, um, and I woke up in a lot of pain kind of gnawing pain in my belly. And I've been kind of like weaving this dream into practice. And especially the question like, uh, who is in the driver's seat? Or you know, what is being in the driver's seat? And how is it to sit in the driver's seat of this um, body of grasping? And so when I'm in the passenger seat, that's kind of me being out of touch with my grasping, and dispossessing the driver's seat. And then I'm subject to my reactivity. 
this kind of this, this all kind of reminded me of a, of a teaching from Zhao Zhou, Chinese uh, Zen teacher. He said, uh, "You are used by the twenty-four hours. I use the twenty-four hours. So you are used by the twenty-four hours, or it's a delusion of being used by the twenty-four hours. I'm using the twenty-four hours." And then, so how be in the driver's seat? And to be in the driver's seat, do I need to push the tight, rigid guy out of the driver's seat? <laughs> it sounds like a kite involves some tightness and rigidity. <laughs> and that's how it might look um, you know, in a kind of either or kind of or, you know, a viewpoint of separation. But in terms of like uh, feeling work or intimacy, you know, sitting in the driver's seat, you know, with the tight, rigid man, this with the part of me that doesn't want to put on the volcano suns, um, wants to keep that that stuff quiet. <laughs> so am I, you know, and this is this. Car? Am I driving the car, um, or is it, or is karma my karma driving the car? My defensive reactive systems are they driving, or is uh, presence driving? So sitting in the seat of my uh, holding. And this driver's seat, it's not a seat of control. It could be a seat of trying to control, but it's not actually in control. But, I, but I, when, we're, when we're in the seat, we're more in touch with our agency. But you know, an agency in a shared, uh, changing, shifting world. An agency of using the 24 hours rather than being used by the 24 hours. The more the more tightly I grasp to something, you know, the more you know it can drag me around. I, I commit myself to it, and then I'm subject to it. The more I'm used by it. And I don't see this when I've disowned my grasp. You know, so it's become an unconscious pattern. And so, you know, this is, this is actually control is a kind of grasping. So when I'm invested in control, I'm actually more cut off with my, my actual agency. Control, you know, domination, uh, certainty. These all enact disconnection and put me out of touch with um, my agency.
because you know, my, my agency is all about connection, relationality. And so this fully feeling, I feel is very close to my agency. So it's not a, it's not a passive thing. And partially, the more fully I feel, you know, the more I see that uh, there's nothing passive here. I'm all activity, all process. And this is um, part of healing. I'm not trying to push the controlling guy out of the driver's seat. But, you know, um, or if I, if I have an impulse to control, I don't try to control that out of happening. <laughs> but just feel that, get in touch with that, and trust that the presence with that has the truth of my actual agency in it. And this isn't, this practice isn't really something we figure out. You know, nothing is fixed from moment to moment. So we're, we're constantly rediscovering practice, constantly you know, encountering this moment as a kind of new living colony. My, my agency um, thrives with your agency. And so this is, and this is showing up with uh, 10,000 years. And without trying to kind of minimize or reduce you know, how, how complex this is. This is. And, you know, working together as, you know, works in progress. And this is, um, you know, one of the things I really love about Dogen is how, you know, he unfolds practice realization. And it's uh, always in process. Always unfinished. And always a, a living question of how awakening lives here. Uh, right now, Sarah and I, and Loka, are in this process of uh, unmaking our lives. <laughs> um, it's a time of a lot of uncertainty for us, um, and, and again, mostly unmaking, undoing, um, uprooting our life. Um, so we're, kind of, we're, we're working with um, uh, grief and loss, uh, a lot of reckoning with impermanence. You know, um, our house is getting painted right now, and, and so we actually have moved out of our house completely. 
for it to be painted. And just, to some extent, dealt with everything we own. <laughs> At the end, it was just, get it out. But sorting through stuff, you know. And what, is, what does this mean to me, the, these things? What, what am I going to carry with me? What do I not need to carry, carry with me? And um, what, what am I going to, you know, what will I regret not having this in my life? And all these expressions of love and connection and sharing, effort, work, What, what to take with me and what to what to let go and and also just and ambivalence it's just not being clear sometimes and so how sit in the driver's seat of this unmaking undoing our lives and how sit with also this all the uncertainty of the life we're gonna make that, and actually, it's really great to be here. I feel like it's nice because we're this is actually some concrete life-making event for us. <laughs> um, but still, sitting with the uncertainty and uh, and in the driver's seat with the uncertainty of my life in this moment of not knowing what our life will look like. some space to just be uncertain, to not know what's coming, and what's, what's there with that, with that uncertainty, fear, and also um, grief. There's also, like, part of unmaking is relief. And then there's also, you know, and there's excitement. There's a lot of possibility. And not being in control. So finding my place here. And we're arriving here. I had another dream um, where I was in a large room um, with furniture and stuff, and um, and then a few feet of water in the room, and um, and then I noticed that swimming in the water was just a huge alligator, like 20 feet long, and um, I thought, um, you know, this alligator. I was afraid this alligator was going to eat me, and um, but I decided I was just going to stand there and watch the alligator. And so it kind of swam around and then came around and then the water uh, drained out of the wing. And then the alligator just kind of cuddled up, it was kind of a white fluffy dog sleeping on the floor over here. And the <laughs> alligator just kind of cuddled up to this dog and um, they would just have a little nap together. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, um, and so I'm kind of appreciating this as a kind of dream of, of what integration can look like. Um, and so when the alligator was under the water, um, it was really threatening. It could really, it could you know, eat away at me. Um, and like, you know, being used by the 24 hours. And so this feeling work is moving in this, it's a process of inclusion, of always uh, working towards integration. And so I'm haunted and you know, limited and used by whatever I dispossess, whatever I don't feel, whatever I don't include. And so then the water drains away and the alligator is no longer uh, threatening. I'm, I'm in the driver's seat with the alligator and, and also with the dog. Dogs, dogs used to be like the alligators. <laughs> they, they calm down. <laughs> so this is integrative practice. And um, what I integrate makes my life uh, broader and more relational. And it's not that the alligator goes away. Um, and there's this, uh, there's this practice with uh, repairing broken ceramics um, called kintsugi in, um, in Japan, where they, there's a repairing broken ceramics with the golden lacquer so that the, when, the, when you have, when you repair the piece, you know, the cracks are actually highlighted in the process of repair. So rather than a covering over or a disguising this like history of brokenness, the you know the restoration is clearly visible, and the, the history is acknowledged. It's included. It's present. And so this is an, you know approaching liberation as a process of inclusion and, um, you know, that's working with, you know, my brokenness, my wounds, my histories, my trauma, my memories. Um, this is a freedom that's, you know, it's, it's, it's a non-bypassing freedom. It's a freedom that's really about, you know, this body and this world. As I find or make or realize you know, more space for my suffering, you know, I can start to let the suffering of others in here as well. You know, so connecting with my own suffering is, is a process of connecting with the suffering of others, of opening to the suffering of all beings. Um, you know, and so part of our practice when we sit and you know, and we 
sit for Dharma talk or for Zazen, is to bow to our seat. And so this is bowing to the um, uh, Bodhimanda, which is the um, site of awakening. And so true place. the driver's seat, you know, of my grasping, of uh, pain, of suffering, of uh, using the 24 hours. And then bowing away from my seat. And, you know, honoring how this seat, uh, this place, this, you know, this body and mind sitting here is happening with everyone, with the world. We share this moment with all beings. So, how is it, you know, to live in that space of sharing this moment with all beings? Responsibility, affirming agency. There's no control, but everything makes a difference. Nothing's happening in a vacuum. Nothing exists in isolation. to the suffering of the world or any particular event, you know, we can feel insufficient, you know, in anything that can be done in response. And so, you know, what does this practice offer, you know, to have, that, to have this as a living inquiry? What is, what's helpful in this practice of opening to suffering? And you know, just being in the driver's seat. How be in the driver's seat you know, with great suffering? And you know, with, with an inquiry, like how am I part of this suffering? How am I part of this problem? And with an inquiry of like, you know, what healing and liberation you know, can open in the midst of such great suffering? And this, uh, our practice and our teachings um, I don't feel like they're not here to give us easy answers or even uh, solutions. But I do feel they offer a kind of empowerment. 
in a kind of in a middle way between like you know power and powerlessness or of control and helplessness despair And so I feel there is something hopeful, you know, to the extent, you know, we take up our agency, you know, as limited and as, you know, impactful as it is. And that um, interrupting uh, the disaster is based on this deep feeling work deep care, uh, intimacy. And this uncomfortable work of feeling is, is part of this process of transforming suffering. And um, opening a space, an integrative space, um, where suffering can transform and unfold into uh, something alive and whole. So, thank you very much. listening to this podcast offered by the Brooklyn Zen Center. Our programs are given free of charge and made possible by the donations we receive. For more information on supporting Brooklyn Zen Center, please visit the giving section of brooklynzen.org.